It's time for Make Us a Mixtape. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm Marty DeRosa. And we are the music insiders, music experts, if you will, that uh, have our friends and celebrities that we don't really like come on the show and make us a mixtape. Yeah. And we really appreciate all of you, uh, your feedback. People uh, say they want you to sing the song. They, yeah, we will start singing the songs. Make uh, us a mixtape. Up top. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it if Promise Ring uh, doesn't Don't want us to. Leave out Husker Do. <laughs> you did sing it before Put on something the podcast. On that the Cars did. In 1982. Back in 1982. Oh, dear. Put on Duran, 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 and U2. Make us a mixtape. You're doing tape a spoken work that brings Captain us Kirk version. To you. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend thought. Uh, what song was it that he had? Oh, um, uh, Pulp. Is it the, I want to live like common people. The, you know that song? The pulp song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my girlfriend heard that and she goes, this is, this is William Shatner. They Did they cover William Shatner? She thought that was William Shatner's song and this, this British oh, band had covered it. God. Jeez. Millennials. Hey, millennials. Can't, can't live with them. Can't have a nice relationship without them in my case. You're such a boomer. <laughs> so for those of you who are asking, yeah. uh, how do you get on the show? Or you want us to talk about your mixtape, just yeah. email us at paulmartymix at gmail.com. Send us emails too if you have questions. We are going to start doing more over the viewer mail. I forward all the emails that you sent to us to Marty and Marty just is like, fuck all these guys. I'm a busy, I'm, I'm a busy yeah. boy. You guys forget because he had an, ever since he had the number one album, uh, live from parts unknown. Uh, there you go. Uh, he's just been different. Life's been, life's been, uh, crazy. You have I'm to, in my, uh, recluse phase now. Yes. No more posse though. The cool. fame is over. The posse's gone. <laughs> I'm still trying to put it all back together. <laughs> this is about if we were doing a behind the music, we're at about 42 minutes in about to hit rock. We're bottom. getting dark. We're getting dark, yeah. but, uh, sooner than later, I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be teaming up with somebody, maybe doing guest vocals on, uh, another comedy album and I'll be right back. No, it would be a, Ooh. it would be a comedy podcast. Like you'd go on someone's podcast and be like, be like, yeah, I, I did, uh, yeah, maybe. I was the second voice, but then people go back and listen. You didn't say anything the whole time. Like we knew something was wrong. Maybe he didn't. He didn't chime in who, once uh, when they were talking about Alkaline Trio. Oh, that's true. Who, who came up with Paul Marty Mix? It sounds like a dating website. Uh, uh, actually, Marty did. He <laughs> said, Paul Marty Mix. Yeah, <laughs> he said it before we even had the. I just knew email. it would be available. Yeah. I put it out in the universe, <laughs> and you guys can do that too. Put your plans, put your hopes, put your dreams out in the universe, and a lot of times uh, just it'll, it'll come true. That's the secret, Paul. That's what they call it. Or the um, law of attractions, I think it is. <sighs> so you briefly heard our guest. Uh, yeah, breaking the, all Breaking all rules. rules. This can't is talk just, until spoken to. This oh, is. Sorry to but it's this. okay. We, uh, I'm really excited to have this guest. He's a, a dear friend of mine. We've known each other for... Pff, this is from my different life uh, in the musician world. Uh, works with me at a great company. Right Hand Man, She Shine Boy Productions. One of the finest... Uh, music booking. What do we do? I don't even know. Booking know. shows. In Take a Chicago. drink, everybody, for playing the Paul game at home. He just said <laughs> Shoe Shine Boy Productions. To, yep, that's uh, right. And wait um, for a police reference next. <laughs> You've seen him in the band uh, Braver Days, and his main band, who uh, plays all over Chicago, all over the country, workout music. Ben Spatora. Ben, recently married. Ben, how are you, Ben? I'm good. I'm good. This is... That was the biggest credit of all. Recently married. Yeah. You really this... just... Uh, recently married. Anyway. Yeah, she doesn't define who I am, Paul. Yeah, well, it defines who you are. How's, her, how's her music taste? 
Great. Great. Okay. Yeah. Better than yours, thing. I think. Yeah. Probably. Wow. Mine's usually awful. Now. Yeah. Could you have, or did you date someone in the past with terrible music taste? I mean, yeah. What do you do? What do you say? I mean, you break up. Mm. <laughs> you don't do much anymore. Yeah. I've seen like, some of the girls that he was dating, and I, I can vouch for that. You've seen? The, I mean, I've seen the music taste of some of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, so, girls, what are you into? And they go, all, all, all music. I'm into all kinds of music. Girls, yeah. yeah That's a, a big red flag. Do. Man or woman, if they say, I'm into all kinds of music. I'm into everything. Because that means, inevitably, it means like shitty pop country. Well, you could be into everything. Yeah. But. And, I, and this, you could like country, you can like blues, you can like jazz, you can like sky, you can like everything. Mm-hmm. But if you say, what are you into? This is how you know if they like music. They go, currently, I'm listening, I'm listening to, to a lot of Good answer, this. yeah. yeah and yeah. then you know, okay, okay, this is good. Yeah. So, Ben, you're our first uh, true musician on the, sh- on the show, I think, yeah. right? I mean, we've yeah. had comedians who were former musicians. We've had uh, people in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So you're like a, like a real musician other than myself. Um, see, Ben didn't laugh. No, that's he's he knows. Yeah, he, he knows what's up. Yeah, I have, I have <laughs> your album. <laughs> Paul has been described as a, a Persian Fred Durst. Is that correct? Just a guy who kind of does everything. You know what's funny? I just saw a picture of Fred Durst currently. Yeah, online like yesterday. Yeah, and he looked like a normal dude. Now yeah. he doesn't look like an asshole. Well, you uh, know. He is very interesting. I'm I, I'm not, and I've talked about this on the podcast. I'm not a huge Limp Biscuit fan, but I'm fascinated by that era of mm-hmm. music. And I forgot all about him. You kind of just as you do, as you should. And then I heard a, a a podcast with him on there, and he was going on and on about how the the Fred Durst character. Uh, you know? Get out of here! Yeah, and I was like, I don't buy this. I don't no. buy this. I don't buy this. He's garbage. And then and then I go, okay, whatever. And he goes, you know, just like, yeah, everyone got the wrong idea. But I, but you know what? That's when I knew the character was working. So I really like doubled down on it and all this stuff. And then um, recently I saw some reviews of his new movie. I believe it's called Fanatic with um, I heard about John that. Travolta. It's just it's bad. And it's, and, and Wait, uh, John Travolta. What yeah, is he doing? He's it? playing like a guy who works on the Hollywood, like, you know, uh, walk of fame, like dressed like an old British Bobby. It's so, just what, so is weird. He, what is Fred he's doing? like, he's Fred's the director oh. and, and the writer, I think. And, oh, and well, he might be because at once also scene, why the star of the movie, doing yeah, that? the star of the movie looks at his son and he goes, Hey, this is Limp Biscuit, your dad's favorite band growing up. And then puts on a, a Limp Biscuit song. But uh, <laughs> it's just bad. It's bad. Travolta's a, 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 like a, a mentally ill fan of this movie star. And, mm. and you know, but anyway, Fred. speaking of mentally ill. I don't know how we even got into this Fred Durst. Oh, you were the Persian Fred Durst. You said yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, a lot of people are saying that. <laughs> That's the word on the street. So Nobody said things. that. No, I don't. I did a lot of things. When is the last time that you made a mixtape for somebody? I don't know if I've really ever. Wow. Truthfully, I mean, maybe. Wow. I mean, maybe like. Uh, yeah, I guess I've, I've never like thrown a lot of songs on a CD. Okay. You know, and like you want a burner. You want a burner. Oh, I burned some. So stuff. for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. for, I guess for me, yeah, I guess that's, that's okay. fair. When, yeah, when I was younger, like, I, you know, you get like my, my cousin always had like a lot more CDs. So I'd take his stuff and. Was cousin the, the gatekeeper telling you what's cool, what to listen to? Not really. He just had some good stuff. So I just. <laughs> How would you learn about music when you were growing up? Because you grew up on the south side, right? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, south suburbs technically, mm-hmm. just outside of the city limits or whatever. But uh, my, my grandparents. All listened to like crooner stuff. Okay. And then my parents listened to a lot of like, my dad liked a lot of rock. And then my mom uh, 
was into like James Taylor and Whitney Houston and a lot of soul stuff. So that was what we got played. That we got played in my house a well, lot. You say with that dad, stuff. your dad rock. What were some of the bands your dad listened to? I got all his records now. So it's like, you know, he had Zeppelin and Floyd and a lot of Todd Rundgren and, oh. uh, who else? Yes. Your dad um, would love the access channel. <laughs> Oh, yeah, serious access. The, no, yeah. no, it's on cable. It's yeah, AXS access because they do they do a lot of wrestling too. But they just also happen to. <sighs> it's basically just like all classic rock, and they have show them now playing today. Oh, they have that one show with uh, uh, Oats Hall or oh, yeah. Daryl Hall's. House. That's a great show, Daryl Hall's house, which Sorry. is kind of cool. Yeah, there's some fun Darryl's stuff house, on that yeah. Daryl's house, live at Daryl's house, and then they just have so many of these. They have a show called Concerts too. Now they do. We got to sue them. Yeah, we're suing them. Is it is it Daryl and Daryl and Oats. Hall Oats mix? No, I love how they hate each other. I love how they hate each other. They don't that. talk. They don't stay at the same hotel. They don't look at each other on stage, but they know they can make a whole lot of money. They make great music, yeah. and they just do it, and they don't so, worry about it. You had all these good influences growing up, and mm-hmm. then yet here you are. And by the way, I think it was the first time I've been in a room where <laughs> two are. tattoos of Alkaline Trio are are on two different bodies. Mm-hmm. Here. It's it's not uh, an uncommon thing. <laughs> no. I mean, if you're at a at an alkaline trio, no, t- no, you concert, at most shows th- in the city, just ask. Oh, does anyone have an alkaline trio tattoo? And <laughs> yeah. people clap oh, if yeah. you have an alkaline they will, trio. They will. It'll I have get- a joke about tattoos now. If I say that, I'll sure. be like, no. In Chicago, everyone does. Oh, sure. You can run into someone on the street right now, and they would definitely have an alkaline. Do you guys trio have like a secret like code? When yeah, you we're, see each other, you we're wave all over thirty five. Like we're all over thirty five. <laughs> we wear black jean jackets and uh, just say, hey, come here. You got a you got if you have a chain wallet, oh, <laughs> yes. or a black jean jacket, and you're over sleeves 35. on your tattoos. Yeah, sleeves, come here. Yeah. Where's it at? You know, I'm 34. It ah. was here. Well, <laughs> we, you're you're just getting in. <laughs> you're young. Yeah. So how did that happen? How did you make? And by the way, there is no alkaline trio or power punk on this mix tapes. I was shocked. I mean, I love. How do you call so it? what were you gonna? Were you gonna? Sorry, you were gonna <laughs> <laughs> cut you off there. No, no, no. I'm running this motherfucker. No, go ahead. No, you're I'm right. Just you're, just... Go ahead. Say what you're gonna um, say. No, no. Um, so those are su- like punk is super influential to me. Um, only so like when I was kind of getting into music and starting to play, I was more into '90s stuff. So Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, STP. That was my mm-hmm. jam. And then when I got to high school, well, I was playing in a band with some guys who I still play with today. Workout music, yeah. Yeah. And um, we were like writing these slower, sappier, you know, kind of like, you know, my singer was trying to moan like uh, <laughs> like Eddie Vedder. Sure. Everything was like, you know, jaw, jaw does, singing. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude. Jaw singing. Yeah. Um, and so we were kind of playing that and wasn't really doing much. And this is like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So like we decided. When you started this band in eighth grade. Did the attention from the females just all of a sudden like, oh, you guys got a band? A oh, little oh. bit. That's oh, so cool. A little bit, which so was cool. good for me because I was overweight a yeah. lot. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can't <laughs> even imagine like starting stand up when I was in high school and people be like, hey, you do stand up? like, yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> Fuck. It must be so cool to be in a band in high school. <laughs> in eighth grade. Mm. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so my singer Tim came and he was like, you know, maybe we should try like pop punk. And I was like, sure, it's fine with me. You know, let's give it a mm-hmm. shot. I played drums at the time. So we were listening, you know, we listened to Blink-182 a lot. And then mm-hmm. we got into Alkaline Tree. Sure. Which is, and at no that age, and, 
is just so much more fun than all those other bands. Right. And then you go to these concerts and these guys are on stage and they're jumping around. They look like you. Yeah. They, yeah. It's like, that's me up there. No yeah. facial hair. No. <laughs> all of their shit's baggy. It's like, who bought you your clothes? When really, like, these guys are like 25, 26, 27 at the mm-hmm. time. But we loved Warp Tour. And then, I, and then, you know, so we played pop punk. And then later on in high school, kind of got into more... Um, like more classic rock and some not really jam band stuff, but you know, you get into college and you like want this drinking kind of music now. Yeah. So I got into that a little bit. Then I got into metal for nice. a while. So later in life. Later in life. What yeah. was your go-to classic rock band back in the day? What was like your classic rock band when you were going through that phase? I mean, I'm a huge, I, I mean, a huge Zeppelin fan. Okay. I can't. still listen to them. Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely. You still get the let out. I still get to let out. I just like, I love blues though, too. So, I mean, Makes all sense. over the place. They're basically yeah. just like, I mean, they're just a rock blues band. And then my dad was like, yeah, they were heavy metal when I was growing up. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But I get it, mm-hmm. you know? Louis so, I mean, Louie was heavy metal back in the day. Who <laughs> like, was? Louie Louie was Louis, heavy Louis, metal oh, yeah. back in the day. The animals, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> no one knows who sings those. Do you have a Blink 182 <laughs> tattoo as well? No, what are no. the other t- band tattoos you have? I have Pearl Jam. Oh, I have dear. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, dear God. I have Soundgarden. Oh, dear God. Wow. An alkaline trio. An alkaline trio. The trio, baby. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into uh, the mix because you sure. did some of those bands, uh, or at least one of those, were on this. And I, I, just for the record, I don't know if I've said this on an, an episode yet, but my least favorite band of all time is the Red Hot Chili, Chili Peppers. Peppers yeah. And and Ben knows that. But my favorite band of all time, or one of them, is the first band you have on this mix, which is let's listen to it. Don't stop me now by Queen. Just play a little bit so people remember it. But see, it changes. Yeah, it kicks in real it hard. Kicks here. in a little bit. Um, people won't remember. People don't know. Don't know. What? Don't know right now. Go, oh yeah, that's that song. Okay. All right. So why is this song starting? Did you? By the way, did you think of the order when you put this on? I did. Okay. I did. So I, why is this start? So now I think in set lists. Um, oh yeah, you're thinking you know of it as I mean? a set list. So yeah. I'm like, what, what do you start? What do you start with? It's like, all right, come on, all right, crowd's waiting for you. Yep, coming out. Guy sits down at a piano, and you just start real soft like yeah. that. And it's like, okay, people are kind of getting into it, and then all of a sudden, it just like builds, Build and builds. Kicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was thinking set list when I put these together. Very cool. Did now, you make the set list for the bands normally when you guys do, or did Tim Muldoon? Tim and I okay. usually made it, uh, and then and we go through it in practice, you know. Do you you have different set lists for when you're opening versus when you're the headliner, right? Totally. Big difference. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, get sort of like we're gonna we're gonna blow these guys off the stage that we're opening for? That's always the yeah, goal. Yeah, I like that. There's like that weird competitiveness within the bands, but mm-hmm. you have that camaraderie too. Sure. But and it's fun to be pushed too if you're waiting to go up and the person before you is doing really great or the band's doing really great. I'm yeah. sure. There's that like okay, we got to bring our A game here. Which, oh, by the totally. way, if, if you guys haven't seen Workout Music Live, they are amazing. One of my favorite bands to watch live. Thanks, man. Um, so why so why this song? Tell us why this is on here. So I just, um, Queen, uh, I listened to a decent amount of Queen when I was younger. But the more and more 
like as I got older, I just started to really appreciate the piano more. And then obviously Freddie Mercury's vocals. Mm-hmm. And like as you start to understand music more and like listen to them, it's like, all right, this band's ridiculous. Like I understand why you know, they played why Wembley. They, yeah, and why they, they lasted like, the test of time and exactly. they're on everybody's lists. And they're just so original and like nobody sounds like them. Yeah. No. Nobody. You know what I mean? So I mean like and that song is intricate, it's fun, it's put together well, and like it's I don't know. I think it's like one of the most perfect songs ever created. Definitely not. I mean, it's a great song, but it's not my favorite Queen song. But this is your favorite Queen song, then, I take it? I don't it? think it's my f- favorite. favorite Queen song. Okay. What but, is your favorite Queen song? Oh, man, that's hard. <clears throat> uh, probably. I'm going to ask you too, Marty. So. Oh, this is up there. You know, I like this song even more. Uh, it's got such a great scene in Shaun of the Dead when they're uh, beating up the zombies. And it's like oh, to the yeah. music. So it's like, and they're like. Hitting them in the head with stuff, <laughs> so good. This is I like this and that bicycle. Those are like I think they're such silly, Bicycle's just really silly cool. songs. They're just so silly. Mine's it's like I what mean, is this? Mine obviously is under pressure, but that's my favorite song of all time. So that's all a great song. songs. Yeah. Um, what, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? And, and oh yeah, what'd you think? I loved it. Really? I thought it was great. Um, I think Rami Malek did a great job. I think they. I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. It yeah. was like you could tear up at it. You can. You could laugh at it. You could, I don't know. It was like super inspirational. I just like wanted yeah. to play a show afterwards. Yeah, the ending so. was cool. It was. Totally fake, but good. Would it have right. been better if Sasha Baron was Freddie Mercury I thought like that he was too. supposed to be forever? He I don't does, know. He looks just like him. Yeah. He Were the really teeth does. distracting to you at all, though, in that movie? <laughs> the teeth. Yeah, he looked teeth? like It looked like he was, I, I, he was I, super. I was watching it in my hotel the other day, and I was just like, I can't. I can't. Your teeth are so, so. It looked like an SNL sketch. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's but then that's how you escape into the character because that's yeah. what his teeth were like, yeah. and that's how he acted with his teeth. He'd always like cover them up when he talked and stuff. You watch mm. the interviews; it's almost identical. Mm. But so, um, did you think of what your favorite Queen song is? Yeah, now the more and more I think about it, I think that uh, oh, like somebody to love. Oh yeah, that's a great one too. That's my yeah. that's my second yeah. favorite Queen song for Damn, sure. Those are good. That's just a be- great one too, where it's it's just all over the place and it, and it just. It built the build is amazing. I remember being blown away as a kid by di- songs that were just so different. Like yeah. I remember, I remember for the longest time uh, at the like end, Billy Joel? Oh. no, yeah. like at the end of Layla. You know how like, oh, yeah. the, oh, the end of it just to hold. And I remember being like, I heard that song, but I was like, and uh, that like, wham, and I was like, what is this song? And I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. And then finally, one time on a classic rock station, listen to Layla, and then it's over and it starts fading into that. And I was like, oh my god. So you like when they would change into something totally I different? love, like, there's yeah. a Doors song, See, a Soft like Parade, that's, like, four different songs yeah. in one. I fucking love that. I, that, used to, cool. that used to, my, like, analytical brain would be like, why is this happening? Nah. It just should be two different songs. <laughs> and then I was, why, I think Same that's with, awesome. That's why I don't like Bohemian Raps. The, how we were talking about, uh, like, new metal and stuff. I, I don't know what the YouTube channel is, but they do these mini music episodes or whatever. And it was, like, the, you know, the rise and fall of new metal. And one of the dudes in the band, it was like a guy from Corn. And he's like, we just look like the best part of the song was like, the, you know, like, he's <laughs> like, what if we made double kick drum? He's like, what if we made all the song, like the best part of the song, you know, or <laughs> the they, guy from Corn? Actually, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It might have been when they were, I think, I know, I, I just no, I think it was Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. And they were talking like the best part of a metal song is like, um, what would you call it? Like the fucking uh, refrain, maybe? I don't know. Like when does like the shit really kick in in a song? 
uh, like the chorus? Yeah, and he's just like, what if we just made the whole song like the chorus? chorus. Yeah. And it'd be the best. It would be we took the best part of the song and made the whole song the best part. Yeah. Instead of just being yeah. one minute. But I, the whole on song. the opposite side of that coin, I kind of dig how Queen had some of these songs that were just, because I think, I don't know if it's the greedy part of me or whatever, but I would be like, well, I think we have four great songs here. Like, why are we putting them all together? Yeah, because you, you think like as a, as a musician, you like, you want to write, this album mm-hmm. and you're like man i can get four great songs out of this song it's like economically it makes sense yeah but if you can make this and that's another big reason i respect them and a lot of like those older bands because i think there's such a formula now with a lot of bands sure. oh yeah sure it's just like oh yeah this is what you do to make a song popular for well, six that's months. what all the pop punk bands were doing they were just copying each other right and they're like we're just going to be more uh there's funny a, version i, of I this read band. a thing where there's a legit new way of writing songs where you want the chorus to hit at a certain 10 time. seconds yep. in because if not people will skip it on a streaming service and they're like you got to get them real quick totally within a minute you should hit the chorus no like within oh, really? like now seconds. it's like 30 seconds it's like 30 in. Seconds. Oh, if you wow. don't hear it within 30 seconds i'm just like this is the song when i was doing the the music stuff too and ben you might remember this too because when you were shopping your band and stuff they would be like if the song was like 401 they'd be oh, like yeah. now we're not gonna even waste your time like yeah. you had every song had to be three and a, three, three minutes and a 30 minutes. seconds well yeah. i'm gonna break your heart and, on this and next queen song. yeah and queen would break that mold they'd be like right. fuck you we're not and i that. love that because yeah. they wrote a song that they wanted to write and they said if someone likes it great if they don't then they yeah. fucking don't god think you know of how I mean? many and that's bands. awesome think of how many bands tried to like hang with them and oh, like this is their new style and it was just like a disaster it's like a work foxy shazam is a current band that is I like and and they they you can, introduced me to that Foxy yeah. Shazam and that singer uh, was doing did that song with uh, Macklemore. with Macklemore yeah. he's downtown. the voice in downtown yeah. wow, that's cool. a singer from Foxy Shazam you guys introduced me to that workout music yeah they're great but speaking of long songs that uh, don't list don't break all the rules <laughs> Sultans of Swing by Dire uh, Straits I almost said Daryl Hammond Daryl Straits Daryl Hammond. Okay. Everyone knows this song now. Yeah. Probably one of the greatest intros to a song if you're a guitar lover. Mark Knopfler, easily one of the best guitarists of all time. Totally. And plays with his hand. Like yeah. No pick. Doesn't use a pick. Love it. Um, I have a feeling I know why this is on this, but why, why'd you pick this? Dire Straits is an underrated band, by the way. I'll, I'll fight anyone that says they suck. Totally. There's a handful of things with this song. Like you were saying, the guitar playing is insane. I love his voice because I feel like he sounds like how Bob Dylan would sound if he was a good singer. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty You right know on. what I mean? Like if he, he would sing a Dylan song key. at a, if like karaoke, live, live band karaoke or something, and he would sing a Dylan song, he'd be like, that's fucking how it should be. Exactly. Man. That's pretty great. Dylan's been fucking up. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and <laughs> That's actually really I, gu- I guarantee <laughs> this was probably one of those Napster songs that mm-hmm. people got wrong. Like, I bet people <laughs> are labeled like, wrong. oh, yeah, Salt in the Swing by Bob Dylan. That's a great song. It has to be with his voice. I never thought about that yeah. until you mentioned that. Um, yeah, man. And, and the other thing is there's one little part in this song 
where the, you know the song is like pretty much the same thing over and over again, and it's a long song, which I think is so cool if you can keep somebody hooked for that long. Yeah, it's like five minutes, right? Yeah, five forty nine, and repeat. Wow. But there's one part where the drums just go. You know, he just hits like a like a minor chord. And it's like brings It's like ding 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 ding, and it's just one time mm. in the whole song. And it's so cool. And like when me and my friends would listen to that in the car, we'd have to like remember when it was coming. And all of us at the same time would do with our hands like that, right? Like, ding, 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 the you know, drummer's like, part. Yeah. Cause that was just like, it stuck out. And it's just like this one little thing that meant nothing, but it like sticks out in that song. You said you I just and, think it's so cool. You and your friends. So your friends all listen to the same stuff you did when you were a kid too? Or? The majority. I mean, my friends are my your bandmates. bandmates. Yeah. I mean, I had a. More, but I mean, yeah, we would listen to like a- AJ was a big Dire Straits yeah. just because you know he's it's a great guitar player. Would there yeah. be lots of talks like this is how we should sound? Would it would it change a lot? Never like this is how we should sound. Very rarely, actually, the only band I mean, the first band we had that was like pop punk were like, yeah, we're gonna be a pop punk band. The other bands we had were like, we're gonna be like a rock band, and we're gonna be kind of just like a, you know, we're gonna write like kind of metally punk hybrid the one biscuit yeah like the biscuit you guys have like a hybrid theory like a oh god i hate lincoln park so much (laughs) (laughs) well not the area the band what um what were the same names names of some of your bands before workout music what did you guys call them uh so the first band we were eighth grade band what was that called that was called the blue rock targets blue rock blue rock which we got and we found Chris, Chris's dad was a, a hunter and he had clay pigeons called blue rock targets. Oh. So we hey. so like, that. he's a geologist and we had these blue rocks. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, if you do paper, rock, scissors with geologists, what, geologists real quick, go before rock. You, before you, you name, rock. before you name more bands. So let's say you're sitting around and you go, you know what? Now we're going to be a pop punk band. Uh-huh. Does like everybody show up the next day for school? Just in, like in Hurley. Y'all, the game's changed. <laughs> we're a pop punk band now. Yeah. <laughs> we're wearing fucking vans. Yeah, we got, got Hurley. Yeah, we got Hurley. To, we got our hair Fred spiked Durst to the side. Or no, uh, yeah. Blink-182, dude. We did. I don't think it really. I'm trying to remember how that went. I think we kind of <laughs> started like, you know, I, th- I, th- I don't think we like announced it. Sure. But I think we're like, yeah, I think it's we're going more in this direction. Yeah. And like, as you start to listen to more bands like that, you start to see bands you like and you start to mimic them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'd buy, you know, Airwalks and yeah. sure. Billabong. Same with comedy. We, that, that happens with Marty all the time. He saw the, you saw the Jeff Dunham special. All of a sudden he had a sock on his hand. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, um, no, but that, that, yeah. So, I mean, we just kind of like morphed with what we started to like i guess okay so after blue clay blue clay blue, pigeons blue clay yeah <laughs> blue, blue rock, rock targets, targets blue rock targets then what we have we had after that we had like a kind of a jammier rock band called on tap nice because you guys saw that tat the sign well for- we thought it was like we're going to college we gotta drink beer and yeah. like play college music <laughs> so that was actually we did one album i got coffee ground in my mouth and uh it actually was decent it wasn't wasn't too bad. It was way different than the pop punk stuff, so we wanted to get away from that. What was on tap more like? Um, Soundgarden-y. Probably. No, no, it was softer. Like it was, it wasn't soft. Chicago. It was kind of like <laughs> there was like an acoustic guitar in it and nice. an electric guitar. So it was it was like I don't know. It's like if you took like a like Tom a, Petty. Yeah, there you go. That's a good description, Tom Petty, but with like some jammy aspect to it. With here Tim's voice. Tim wasn't in that. Oh. Band. It was oh. AJ, Chris, and an old friend of mine named Dirk. Which Dirk. Which is kind of perfect for that band. Uh, Dirk on tap. Dirk on tap. 
And um, then it became workout music? No, after that, we had a band called Wednesday Adams, which was... Um, you guys were in your goth period? Well, I was listening to more metal, yeah, at that yeah. point. So we were like... It was more of a metal punk hybrid. Nice. And uh, we had that band for quite a bit, all the way through, like, I think... I think 2004 to like 2007 or 8. Um, and then after that is when workout music came. And that's when we were specifically like, we were listening, you know, that's like out of college. There was like a lot of dance music starting to happen. Mm-hmm. And we also, all, a lot of us liked soul. Yeah. And we wanted to put on a spectacle. So we decided. Put on a show. Yeah. yeah it's like, let's write just cool dance, catchy music. So it's a fun concert. So it's a fun concert. Which is what you guys' workout music show is right. Did your dad listen to Sultans of Swing too? Was he a Dire Straits fan? I don't really remember him listening to that much, right. but I'm sure it came So how did you about, find out about this band? Uh, more through like AJ. Oh, okay. And as I was getting older, like in high school and stuff, I starting to listen to more of this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Do you know they call the manager Jim Cornette the Sultan of Swing because he has a tennis racket and that's one of his his weapons. This is a wrestling reference. Yeah, and okay. they, they're man. They're one of the guys had a really good voice, and he was first wrestling reference. He would grab thanks, halfway through. Thanks, man. He would grab the he would grab the uh, <laughs> microphone and be like, "Ladies and gentlemen," and, and he would Sultan. do the Sultan of Swing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great nickname. <laughs> they were lucky too, Dire Straits, because they had those videos cranked and ready to go when MTV needed videos back mm-hmm. in the day. That's true. And they were like, we were like, yeah, sure, if you want to play yeah. our videos, like, Keep and then, it. It, I want my MTV. And then clearly when like, they got more videos, they're like, all right, Dire Straits, like we're, Sting, we're done. Sing, and they were like, that's fine too. We don't yeah. care. Like it was, too, it was I, I love, cause there were some musicians in that book. I want my MTV who were like clinging on, like, please play my video, please. Mm-hmm. I need this. And it felt like Dire Straits were just like, all right, cool. Thanks man. Like yeah, money for nothing. They weren't like, that. they weren't like, you know, and they, they wouldn't even talk shit about, MTV a little bit in some of the like like uh, that song like it was kind of just like but the MTV was like oh he's still in these videos he can take shots at us that's fine and Money for Nothing video features uh, the voice of Sting from the greatest band of all time the wow. police that's my first police reference well, uh, hopefully not your last Paul no we're, we're not gonna get wild out wild eyed no. about that speaking of which <laughs> Paul's uh, segues are garbage I'm sorry <laughs> uh, the next band is Wild Eyes and uh Man, did Paul think he was going to pull a fast one on us, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately not. Uh, before I hit this song, Empty Love by Wild Eyes, uh, why did they make the list? Uh, so this band is a band I've only known about for about a year. Oh, nice. New I never heard of them. They're not, um, they're up and coming. They're not really, um, they're not really big yet. out there mm-hmm. yet. Um, so my... Let me try that again. Okay. We can edit <laughs> that out. Uh, no, so my wife and I were at, um, there's a little, uh, little like, kind of knick-knack store called Nomadic Ant in uh, Western and Wilson. No, we're not going to give them a plug. They're not a sponsor. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Sorry go, about go. That. No, you're fine. Um, but um, my wife, uh, she's a massage therapist, so she's friends with uh, the owner, and she's like, hey, you should come by. You know, our, our friends from Nashville, or, you know, a girl that worked there, she's like, her cousins from Nashville are coming up to play. Here we're in the store. At the store. At the store, there were like seriously like six of us, mm-hmm. and we go in there, and there's one ribbon microphone that's sitting there. What's and a ribbon microphone? It's like those old timey kind of. No, yeah, similar. Kind of like similar. To oh, like the logo. it's like the ones okay. that Sorry, like have, this, have old timey, <laughs> like an old timey microphone. Yeah, it's like that has the circle and the thing sure, in the middle. Sure. You know, it's just like a fan, but it's like a super sensitive. Sounds really good, but you can't like. 
you can't use them in like a high, like a rock and roll situation because yeah. they break. Remember when James tried to have that comedy show with it? There's a guy we know who was oh, running yeah, a comedy so show and tried to use it as the mic. I was that's, like, you can't, you that's can't Bush this. League. You can't use this. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> um, so we go there and it's one ribbon microphone and then it's like, like 10 instruments behind him. So it's like a banjo, a mandolin, a violin, a steel guitar, a regular acoustic guitar, just like arched. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? I was like, okay, cool. And I'm not really into like folkier American no, stuff, not. really. I respect it. Mm-hmm. And there are some good, I shouldn't say that. I am a huge James Taylor fan. That's true. From yeah. your mom. That's because of my mom. Yeah. Um, but I, it's not something I often listen to. And these guys played and they, none of them plugged in. They all sang into this microphone and picked up instruments according to songs and like went in and out from the microphone to like adjust the volume. That's so cool. And it was so good. And I was like, these guys are incredible. Yeah, so I Nashville. talked, yeah. And so I talked with them and I got them a show at the red room. Um, you remember Joe Sh- uh, shot from Shade Parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got that kind of, you know, DIY place. I got mm-hmm. him a show there. I got him a show at Uncommon Ground and we just stay in touch. And nice. now they're getting bigger and bigger. And the lead singer, Emily, she just went on tour with somebody. I can't remember the name, but like did like a arena tour. Very wow. cool. Um, well, let's give it a little listen yeah. here off of the album uh, Beauty and Sadness. This is Wide Eyes with Empty Love. some soothing shit right there fail me back up empty like a church on a weekday i'm all out of luck you got me hanging on a line but you don't seem to mind you emptied my cup they are awesome drunk on my wine so it's a trio, Emily Kohavi, Daniel Kohavi, are they brother and sister? They're married. Oh, married. And Max Hoffman yeah, from Nashville, of course. And um, they played the Fiery Music Festival, and they did the Tiny Desk thing as part of NPR's music, too. So mm-hmm. they're great. I think Tiny Music Tour, they did that? Tiny Desk. Tiny so, Desk show. Yeah. That's a fun show. You ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I like that. When they have big bands doing that, it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, they're experts at it because they, they know how to make sounds. They yeah. They use the... Stuff. But you see nothing but if this was your uh, your uh, um, kind of like a what do they call that the what do the guys play fantasy football this would have been like one of your Desert sleeper Island. picks yeah yeah for your team putting your you're putting your <laughs> roster together <coughs> right. bands I love seeing a band where you're just like why aren't you huge it's so huge yeah and then when they get huge it's just like oh yeah yeah have you ever seen anybody open for someone and just like oh shit this is I like sure we'll watch this next band but like fuck man. That was so good. Yeah. It's uh, so important to go see the openers. We always say that. Totally. And like, it's something you skip too often. I, I, one that just comes to mind was when I was super, when I was much younger, I went and we were going to see Blink-182 mm-hmm. and Bad Religion and mm-hmm. Alkaline Trio were opening. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's that's punk rock. <laughs> Those are different types of bands. <laughs> yeah. And it's like and then always you ran wild. out and got a tattoo. It yeah. is always wild when like a, a a band gets big enough where like they can bring big bands on the road with them or bands that were big to them or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool move. And then I forgot who it was. And they were just saying like they just felt bad that like 
like someone was opening for them or it might have been like a warp tour thing where they were before them and they're like man this is like the best band ever and they're right. like opening for us and they're yeah. like, oh, i feel kind of like that imposter thing yeah that happens a lot you'll go to a show and then you're like why are you playing at noon like right. especially those festivals like that we saw a band that they blew everybody away at uh this festival in, in scottsdale arizona and there was bands like cake list for everything but this amazing cake. band yeah me too who was and, it um they were called and then we looked them up and they're actually they were opening for bob seger because bob seger loved them too oh, oh nice. that's nice oh, bob seger's on access a lot too right. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah this is like his last tour right you know um yeah they were that's the what's the name of the band now i can't think of them you'll figure it out paul don't worry about it <sighs> But yeah, I do like a band that you can really see the musicianship and you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys are very good at what you do. You know what you're doing. You write it down. You'll be fine. And they're writing good songs. And like, they, I really like, honestly, they just put that album out. Mm-hmm. And this song originally was piano. So they were putting out demos. Mm-hmm. And I like the demos a little bit better, honestly, be, than the this main album, just because it's like raw. And you can hear like the like the fluctuation in like in the volume of the instruments and it's I don't know, just keeping people hooked with softer music like this has always been a challenge for me. So I think it's I just think they're they so good. Off. I mean they're really good. I mean and, and if anyone's listening, you know, whoever's listening to this, check them out because they're yeah, they're uh they're really great. They're a billboard uh heat seeker right now. So mm-hmm. that, that that's something Ga- uh no it's not Gaslight Anthem. Damn it, what was the name of the band? Was it uh Queens of the Stone Age? I no. Like well, you're going to hear some Queens of the Stone Age right now because our number four song is called uh, Make It With Chow. With Chew. Or Make It With Chew. Make It With Chew. Make it, oh, Make It With Chew. Okay. I'm very God, you're such I, a I'm boomer. A, make It With Chow. Who brought yeah. Gramps over here? Who's Chow? I don't have my glasses on and I was thinking it would be something different. All right. Here's Make It With Chew, Queens of the Stone Age. like with all Queens of the Stone Age songs eventually they all kind of start sounding the same the same feel especially with Josh's voice how do you say his last name Hame 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 I know you're a big fan of this man so tell us why is this on there um so uh well this song Grace and I walked after we got married this is what we walked Away from the pulpit or altar. Oh. The hopa? <laughs> the pulpit. <laughs> the chew? Yeah. The chew? The chew? The chew? <laughs> no. So, like, um, we're both, we met actually, uh, well, we met at a Death from Above concert, but we were huge Queens of the Stone Age fans and we, like, kind of vibed. Well, on there's that. members of the band from Death from Above, right? Or Josh no. played with them. Mm-mm. No, he, he played did. with my, them Crooked Vultures with. Oh, okay. Uh, John Paul Jones and Dave Grohl. What was the band in in France that uh, had the Oh that, Death from Above? Right? No, no, that's uh, oh, that's someone Eagles else. of Death Metal. Eagles of Death Metal. I know yeah. some Death in there. I All like right. them too. They're good too. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I anyway, um, just that. I love ninety percent of their songs, 
And I think that song, it's just, it, I think it, encompi- it, it embodies every album they have into like one song. It's like, it's sexy. It's got a good rhythm. It's the singing's awesome. And you know, it's, it's slower. It's not so in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really good, and it's like a love, it's a love song, which, you know, it's kind of cool from like a, kind of like a stoner metal rock band, you know? So, um, I just needed one of their songs on there and that's like one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. I do like their, their sound and the sound. I'm like, I'm not a gigantic, uh, listener of theirs, but mm-hmm. whenever they're on or on something and all the different projects, it all seems like you said, kind of that like stoner metal. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking earlier about there was that uh, documentary. There was a couple things I've seen about them, like recording in the desert and just like all their friends come out there and they get all fucked up and just play yeah. music and record it and see what's what. Yeah. I like it. I like music too. That sounds like you're going to like you're in your car and it's dark and you're going to go murder someone. Yeah. And they got some good, they got some good murder music. I you know like what, it. What's funny about that is the, the first album I actually the reason I started listening to them uh, was songs for songs for the deaf. Mm-hmm. Cause like Dave Grohl. Well, actually, it just that was the first stuff that was on the radio mm-hmm. of theirs, really. But that's, that no one knows their first big single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. But that the reason that al- that album is, you know, there's radio clips in between each song, and it's supposed to be a drive from L.A. to Joshua oh, Tree. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so that that album's cool just because you say it's like a driving, mm-hmm. like yeah. See, I didn't like that album. I no? bought that album because it, I loved the Foo Fighters, and then I loved that song. And then it was like one of those things where we talked about on the podcast. We we're like, I didn't feel like the rest of the songs. So I'm like, yeah, they are. They weren't horrible. They, they were just okay. Sure. But then um, I got. I met those guys. Come on. Uh, I did. Yeah. I think it's, uh, there's a picture of it on Instagram. Um, we went to a party at Dave Grohl's house. Um, this is probably fourteen years. You went to a party years. at Dave Grohl's house. Dave Grohl's You're house. Fun fact. Yeah, it's on Instagram. How'd you uh, fucking pull Again, Persian Fred Durst, of course. Getting into parties, he has no business being at. Let me let me say what happens here. We think everyone's like, we're gonna. The guy goes, "Hey, do you want to go see? uh, Go to Dave Grohl's? He's having a party." I'm like, "Oh, cool." So we're thinking, no. Yeah, we're thinking it's gonna be this huge, elaborate, like huge party in the hills. We get to the party. It's a birthday party for his then girlfriend, now wife. And it's like a totally intimate thing. Shut up. And there's like five people that nobody knows. And that's me, <laughs> my friend Colby, my friend Jen and her friend and the guy who brought us there. And so, uh, well, the guy who brought us there worked at MTV with his wife. Mm. So we get there. Matt Pinfield. <laughs> it wasn't Matt Pinfield. God, I don't want to get him God. in trouble. So, so we get sweaty. there and it was right Gideon after Diego. Uh, songs came out. <laughs> Kurt Loader. <laughs> Kurt Loader was there. No, there was nobody there um, other than the guys from Queens of the Stone Age and uh, and and Dave Grohl. And like, we're all like, "Holy shit!" They're watching that bum fights. Everyone was watching the bum fights in the one room. That was when bum fights was big. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was the Kimbo late nineties guys. It was the late nineties yeah. guys. No, it was two thousand four, early two thousands, mid two thousands. Bum the fights were all the rage. My, my friends and I are like, "Fuck, we got we got to take a picture." So we can we gotta memorialize it. Then the cake comes out where they're wishing her a happy birthday, and he goes, "Now." Weren't <laughs> we they a like? Because everyone's taking Weren't pictures. they like? We don't know you guys. You gotta get out of here. No, Dave Crow was really cool. Uh, he walked. He was giving around, uh, going around, giving people champagne. He came and filled our cups. He's like, "Hey, man, thanks for coming." Really? Didn't say anything else. We're all like. I thought he was going to be like, you guys need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I heard he's super, awesome. super nice. I've never heard um, anybody been like, he's a dick. And yeah. then, uh, I only recognized the, the Queens of the Stone Age guys there. I think that was like right around the thing, but there was no one from like Nirvana or anything there, obviously. Well, well that would only be the other Chris, guy. Chris yeah. Yeah. Chris yeah. Or Pat Schmier. Yeah, maybe. Pat, maybe Pat, maybe Pat, Pat Schmier or, uh, 
Yeah. So I lived. A, I had a good run. Man, that's really thought. cool, man. Yeah, Dave Grohl's house. Who would have uh, thought? Follow me on Instagram. See the picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, there. I know you were a big Queens of the Stone Age fan, and I, I respect the shit out of Josh. I think he's a great musician. He's a cool dude too. I've seen yeah. he's done some cool stuff for people and i i never heard this song before and i liked it and and i want to say that i'm adding this to my playlist wow so of all your songs that was the only one that made it okay good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make it with you wild eyes maybe but make it with you. i don't really yeah. i know you hate chili peppers but i only like chili peppers up to one hot minute anything after one hot minute is one hot garbage is super hot garbage how do you feel when they do have a new song you just kind of like I don't even do you listen even, to it anymore no with that standing in the, oh, in the show so, na, 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 I can't na, stand his voice I loved by the way <laughs> I loved them when I was a kid I mean in dude high if you want to get some them. good here listen to this this is a Chili Peppers tip and also the guy who played Thanos uh, what was that Josh, Josh Brolin Brolin Josh Brolin so Josh Brolin stars in this wonderful skateboard movie called Thrashin'. Yeah, I remember that. And, oh, man, there's a scene in it where he's, like, he comes to the new area, and he's skating, and this cute, like, California blonde girl is just like, she's like, thrashing, huh? And he goes, yeah. She goes, what are you thrashing? He goes, what do you got? And then it's so cool. And they have a party. There's either, I think it's a party at, it's like a par- at the is skateboard party Keys house. Is in there? Yeah, dude. He's party at the skateboard house. And the guy uh, brings up, the, he goes, the red hot chili peppers. And I saw them and my mind was blown. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this? I didn't I didn't think they were a real band. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a band they made up for Fake. the movie. No, that's... And then I remember reading like another magazine. I think I was reading like a Thrasher magazine and it said something like bands or something and it was Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it was like something for their, for their tour. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. They are a real band. Oh yeah. And then the Higher Ground video came out oh, and he had the, the, the pants with all the stuffed animals in that movie too, I think. And I remember being like, who the fuck, what is this band? Right. They're so cool because it's like they combined yeah. funk, funk and, and punk. I d- and I that's just, why uh, I liked them. It's because they were so crazy and like... I did like them when they came out, but they're one of those bands that you loved for a period of time, and then you just, it just doesn't make sense anymore. No, they're after not one hot minute. No, because like you listen. So when Under the Bridge comes on the radio, you listen to it, or you don't. You turn the. I can listen to Under the Bridge still. That's Ugh. like that's the one that's or like, any of the hits. What about Roller Costa? Oh, <laughs> See, oh, honestly, God, I Beavis really love that soundtrack. I love that cover. Um, I like like I was, I really like good bass players, so I love. Listening, sure. To he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's got the goods. He's and he's like slap, you know, he's slap and pop. And yeah, like, it's cool, man. But then, one hot minute was with um, what is his name? Jan Fushante. No, no, Fushani was out that album. He was in rehab. It was uh, the dude from I can't think of it. Dave Navarro. Dave from, Navarro yeah. was on there. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hot minute. Yeah, and I love that album. But after that, everything started getting super soft and like, you know, a bunch of producers had their hands in it, and it just got. To produce very milk toast, like yeah. it was, yeah. You're, milk yeah. toast, milk toast, like you know, boring, blah, boring, yeah. Milk toast, yeah, yeah. Is like it? take your toast, dunk milk it in some milk. Oh, God, dunk. are you like man, people have said I'm milk toast on stage? <laughs> I don't understand. I always thought it was, it was a, a compliment. I got a milk I toast. I thought it was tattoo. like a French yeah. toast. Type milk of is thing. good. Toast is good. Yeah, it was True. like French silk milk toast. <laughs> oh wow, that's my burden. To now, me. the the next band, the final band we're gonna play is oh, burden in my hand. Not. What's See what I did there? You didn't well, yeah, I do. That was great. You ignored um, it. These are, these are, of all the like Seattle groups or whatever, mm. I just never connected with them. But as I hear uh, a lot of their songs, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, okay. I, it's so weird. Like, I think 
I dig them more now than I did sure. ever before. We're talking about Soundgarden here. Burn in my hand, but I do agree with, I echo what you said, Marty, except I just thought they were too hard. Of all the, when I was in my grunge phase, I was like, they're a little too hard. They were very then, metal for a while. Yeah. The early stuff, Louder Than Love. But then I got yeah. into, okay. yeah. yeah, then I got into uh, what fell on Black Day, fell on Black Days. That yeah. song? or The, the song. And, yeah, yeah. And I really liked that's it. That's super unknown. And, uh, super unknown, yeah. yeah. And the album was okay. And he's great. Uh, Chris Cornell. Old, Chris solo. Cornell, all his old uh, like acoustic covers and stuff. So good. Man, real good. And his appearance on Howard Stern were real good, too, where he just like has a guitar and Howard Stern just like asks him 8 million questions about like songs and playing and why this song. He's so good. And really you learn good. a lot about him in that book that we've talked about on the um, on the podcast before yep. by Mark Arm called uh, Everybody Loves Our Town. Everybody Loves Our Town. So let's hear some Soundgarden. Burden in my hand. That resonator guitar. Love that. Is that one of those metal guitars? I knew it. I knew it. Music. Talk aspect. about bands with a unique voice. Oh, Man. Yeah, dude. yeah, you can't touch him. And by the way, the band I was thinking of before was called The Record Company. They're, oh, they're, they're awesome. so good. They're, they're from, awesome. from Wisconsin. Check them out. Okay, so you talked about this earlier where you had your your uh, grunge period, I suppose, where you were listening to Pearl Jam, STP, and Soundgarden. Why is this on here? Why is this song on your mixtape? I Soundgarden's, like, I think the most influential out of all of them to me because I think they kind of collect everything about music that I like and mm-hmm. combine it into one band. They can <clears throat> they can write a long song, they can and it can and it's interesting. They can write a soft song and it's interesting. They have range and and great har- harmonies and they can write in different tunings and use different instruments and they're from where they started to where they ended up, like the transition they changed but they weren't it wasn't they were still ex- the so same. extreme. Yeah, right. right. And, they just uh, grew a little bit, right? And Kim Thale, the guitar player, is from Rich or from uh, your town, yeah, or uh, Park Forest. So he went yeah. to Rich East, which is right where, like, near where I grew up. Same with their their first bass player. Yeah, that's in the book. Have you read the book? I um, haven't. I wanted to. I have to. Uh, what's it called again, Marty? Everyone, Everyone loves, our, loves town. our town by Mark Arm. Oh, I just finished it. Finally, everybody loves our town. What did I say? Everyone, everybody, everybody, everybody loves our town. Everybody. What you? With you, or but it with you. Yeah, so there's a lot of bands that you can see, and this is it's funny about Soundgarden is they influence so many people, and there's so many bands that try to mimic or or were clearly influenced by Soundgarden, especially in the Chicago scene. Totally, um, I can think of like five bands that we work with at our Shushan Boy that were like you're like oh. You guys like Soundgarden. I like Soundgarden. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You, could just you probably tell. have two of their tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> that was in one of the things they talk about in the book. It's like, this guy's already like such a good singer. And then he would like take his shirt off. And all the women were like, ah. And they were yeah. just like, come on, man. Good looking like, dude. Keep your shirt on, dude. Let us try to have a little. Legit. Yeah. Now we have Adam here. Levine. Yeah. At the, that at dude's the, a babe. <laughs> He's such a shithead. But that's a, see, there's a, a great example of a band. <laughs> when Maroon 5 first came out, 
their songs are so catchy and bubblegum poppy. You loved all, you loved them, but like now I can't stand them. No. I can't listen to the songs. No. But they were good. Same with like Gin Blossoms, all those bands in the different period of time. Love the and, Gin Blossoms. And that's how I feel about Red Hot Chili Peppers. And to some extent, like uh, you know, those other bands from that Pearl Jam era. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, you just you can't listen to them anymore. It's like I've heard them. There's a, a number of times you could hear a certain song, and you're like, okay. This is 999. I can only hear it one more time before I die. <laughs> yeah, I was right. listening to a podcast, and they were kind of talking about the whole grunge era and sort of like dismissing it that most of the music mm-hmm. is just like pretty disposable. Most of it? You think yeah, so? I don't think so. I don't think so I don't either. think so. But it could be because that was our like sweet spot. But I, I don't know. Cause I, and then it's like, oh, yeah, but except Nirvana. Well, yeah, except Soundgarden. Well, Pearl Jam has a lot. It's like... Any genre that blows up, there's going to be the bad second wave bands, third wave bands of just like, you know, Candlebox. Sure, you got your, you know, they got a bad rap. Silver chair. We need Silver to stop Silver talking chair. about who did, who did Wax Aesthetic? Was it Sponge? Yeah, I Sponge. think so. Good. Spoon, they were good. I love Sponge. Spoon. Sponge was good, man. Spoon Sponge. Was they good. had that uh, uh, sixteen candle song. Molly, candles. it was called yeah. Molly, Molly and the parentheses sixteen candles. So don't ask why. It was a catchy song. Yeah, they knew it. They, they had still to do play. That. Yeah. They're always Marcy just, Playground. <laughs> Marcy yeah. Playground. Oh, God. Paul talks about often. I talk about them on stage. I did, oh, do you uh, really? I did a joke about them last night at a show, a storyteller show. Yeah, when they played the Double Door. Do you remember that story? I don't know. No, I don't they, think so. they played like Sex and Candy, like third, yeah, and then everybody left. left. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You know what's funny is the first we concert... We opened... For, who was... Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying the first concert I went to was actually Goo Goo Dolls, <sighs> Sugar Ray, and Fastball. Do you remember the... Sure. Oh, sure. Fastball, Fastball The Way. Their the big way. song, The Way. Yeah. They had... And they were really good, actually. Live. They still play. Do they really? Yeah, they do. I was curious about that. Who, Fastball? Yeah, they still play. Yeah, they... Uh, they When I was in California, a friend of mine was like, hey, this band is playing at this... Uh, this army uh, base and it's the members from Fastball. I'm like, they brag about that. Like they, I would be yeah, like, man. distance so, yourself from it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. When do you think, so we'll say, let's say seventies, eighties, nineties, and then uh, 2010 oh. to now. What, what decade do you think was, would have been the best to have a one hit wonder? I say nineties, nineties. I think eighties, one hit wonder. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you say, Marty? I think it's I think it's definitely eighties or nineties, and uh, I think eighties because you are pre- you probably got a lot of like MTV coverage mm-hmm. when it was brand new. Mm. Yeah, less you're technology. Pro- yeah. You're probably on cocaine. Yeah, yes. there may be yeah. some wild you stories. You saw a lot of wild <laughs> stories. Could be one of those things where you were just at the right place at the right time and saw a bunch of stuff, and and you can talk about it still. But uh, I mean, I think I still think uh, '90s music is was the best period of music uh, ever. I, I really I'll, ever I'll fight people. Ever? Yeah, I think so. Wow. For I mean, you think about people always say, "Oh, you know the classics." You know, crooners if they're a crooner fan, or you're a fan of '60s music, or a fan of '70s. The '90s took all the greatest things of that and made them better. Um, and in a lot of cases, some of them made it worse. You know, mm-hmm. we know that Rick Astley. Did some bad things with music. Is that nineties or eighties? Well, whatever. I think it no, was early 90s. early nineties. Yeah, okay. I'm but sure then you, you got to remember that you know nineties was where a lot of pop hit its peak. There were a lot of great late bands. 90s, yeah, yeah, late nineties, and I and all that those nineties like alt rock scene. I mean, that stuff influenced everything that's on the radio in that alt scene now. 
I mean, we did have uh, Limp Biscuit though. I think New Metal, baby, right at the end to close it New out. New Metal, Corn, Woodstock '99. Bring up that Woodstock '99 <laughs> oh, yeah. lineup. You might not think '90s music's the best. I mean, Blind Melon. I, I argue they're they're one of the most underrated bands of all time too. Sure. And they were a '90s band. Um, sure. Blind Melon was excellent. Yeah. So. Uh, Plus, Sublime made that cut, you know, of a dude. 90s Sublime band. is not underrated. People love Sublime. They're they rated, got the amount of rating, rated, rating they, are, they, they are deserve. Rated. But I mean, like they just like turn. They just like turn the. Uh, they just started recording. Yeah, and just recorded. Shit. Yeah, and I guarantee there's so a cool. whole bunch of people out there who will say that's one of the best concerts they ever, or wildest concerts they ever went oh, to. I'm sure their bad rap they get as just being this like. It's I don't understand. I'm I'm not okay with that. Not that I'm I'm not that I'm gonna fight anybody for being like oh, look, but they're like a reference in comedy a lot. Really? And it's like, Sublime is? Yeah, I don't see that. It's a real hip. It's like a hip. The it's a hipster. Is. No, 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 no. There are plenty of like Sublime's a goof, really? a goof reference in comedy. You'll get get out of here. Yeah, because it's just like that, like kind of like white boy co-opting reggae kind of thing I or whatever. That. But uh, I think mean, they're like the modern. But uh, also, it's Jimmy like Buffett. you're holding him by these standards <laughs> of just a pothead from California from the '90s who was like, "Yeah, reggae's cool." Like, yeah, I, I just don't know. love reggae. But again, they're they're a bit of a ska band too, so that's everyone shits and on punk. ska and punk for sure. I love ska. I don't oh, yeah. get, no. Who doesn't love punk with horns? It's so good. I fucking love I it. I think it's do great. It. I love it. Do it, Marty. Which one? You got you to gotta do your Scott reference. It's, it's 56 minutes Well, there's no the need podcast. to. Dickie Barrett said in an interview one time that if you can't do it live, you shouldn't do it on an album. I agree. And I agree with that, Dickie. I agree with that, too. There's I no met, reason to say it, Paul. I met Dickie Barrett at Riot Fest 2016. <laughs> yeah. I had backstage. I was on stage with him. And I shook his hand. It was did he cool. tell you Master the, the one thing about music? It's like, hey, did you, you can't. Did he we, said, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, you play but music, I, buddy? I do yeah. think, I do think that... Uh, Ska's great and it it gets a bad rap, but who fucking cares? I don't think any of those people have ever been to a Ska concert and felt what true joy is all about. Big fish, real big fish. Real big fish. Sure. Yeah. They're fine. Do See, you know he did uh, the lead singer of that band dated Gwen Stefani? Uh, and I mean they were kind of Gavin Rosdale. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Well she married They were probably dating at the warp tour. You yeah. know how those kids all were. She was dating their her bassist. Tony that, Kamal. Tony, Tony Kamal. Kamal. Yeah. And then had Gavin and now she's got Blake Shelton. <laughs> So she likes a type. She's got a type. She likes singers. Well, yeah, she's I guess, got a yeah. type. Uh, ben or band musicians. Musicians. Yeah. yeah. We uh, a bass, just a <laughs> not just a bass players out there. I don't mean to diminish. You think Dickie Barrett hooks up with her? What's that? The Dickie Barrett? You think hook up with her? Who knows? Let's ask. Him. Who knows? The Warped Tour. Him the Warped hey, Tours were. Quick question for you, hey, Dickie. Uh, real quick. What's uh, your thoughts on Gwen? Yeah. How do you, how do you uh, feel about Gwen? Guy so he's like, I don't know. I'm too busy her. announcing for Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. What a gig that is. Yeah. What a gig he's got. Just because he has got it. I mean, he does have a cool, raspy voice. Is that the only band that just has a dancer in the band? Uh, no. Frankie goes to Hollywood. There are multiple bands that have dancers, but that's a great question. But like, but yeah, like just the a member of the band. Pictures. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah. He's got a dance. He had a dancer yeah. and, and a piano uh, tie. I think there's a Le Tigre might have just a dancer. Le Tigre. The, that's a sign language person. No, if, you're, if you're the dancer in a band, band, you're basically like the field goal kicker. On no, a, on field a, goal kicker can save a game. Yeah, but a dancer could, you know, if it's a shitty show, someone could be like, oh, that guy was a good dancer at least. I will say this. I was watching, you know? uh, I watched, I, I'm deep, deep, deep down the uh, the the wormhole of uh, Rob Zombie I like people shitting on his movies and uh, his Joe Rogan was really good. Yeah. Until you 
think about his movies and you go, eh, a lot of that's bullshit. So I I've never seen a yeah. lot of this. But he was like talking, whatever, he's fine. But I like watching movies. Uh, I like watching reviews where they kind of like, eh, he did this. I don't like that or whatever. But he tends to be like, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. And it's like he doesn't. He likes the money. But anyway, you see him on stage and there's like, God, there's a lot of shit going on there. Yeah. Like I do appreciate somebody who's like, I might not be the best musician, but I'll make it a fucking show. Sure. I like that. Right. I'm a big fan of that. That's all. That's all I do. Yeah, make it women memorable. in cages and fire and <laughs> guys with chainsaws and yeah. fucking masks on running around. There is something to like having it overproduced, but there is something like you guys ever. I know you hate Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. but have you that's ever seen true. Roger Waters live? Yeah, I haven't seen him live, but I've seen. I saw him like two years ago, and it was breathtaking. Yeah, it's like, but it's like different. It's like I mean, going to the opera or something like that. Exactly. It's like a whole different right. thing. It's an experience. It's kind of weird that's that, like that's, David that there's not talking heads David like more of totally. that. Isn't that where there's not more of that? Why there's not? Wait. You know what I was watching? There's a band. Fuck, what are they called? Church, maybe? Church, And yeah. they wear like masks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like a whole like eyes wide shut type of thing. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I was watching it. I was like, is this guy lip syncing? And I realized he had a mask on. And I was mm. like, oh, fuck. This is all. They're all wearing masks. It was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. you don't know, like church. Mm-hmm. They're like metal, uh, but like the church. No, just church. I think. I think ghost. Oh, ghost. That's that it. They, I, I'm they, sorry. I knew they, it was one uh, word. Ghost. They dress like a pope, right? Yeah, like, he like does all dark. sorts of different things. Yeah, His yeah. new one, he came out kind of like the Joker, oh, and cool. uh, and uh, yeah, it's called Ghost. But I think it's yeah. also called like Ghost, like UK or something. Maybe or Ghost. No, they're from some other. Anyway, Ghost. You'll figure it out. But <laughs> they did a really cool walk by Pantera, which I was like, oh shit, Pantera was so cool awesome. Too. No, I'm not getting into that. But like I like Pantera? the whole. Huh. I don't like heavy metal. I don't but like I like. Metal, I love. I love the whole presentation and everything and it was just like fucking awesome and like local bands can do that was always our thing with workout music it's like local bands like okay what are you gonna do people see local bands all the time making it a memory yeah. yeah you guys that's why you guys kicked ass you'd have these great shows you'd get in trouble a lot because we'd have to pay a cleanup fee because yeah. oh, they yeah? would shoot cannons of yeah, graffiti confetti, confetti. that's yeah. awesome silly string everyone would be like hey uh when next time they come, uh, can we do it without the cannons of confetti? <laughs> so like, we started sweeping up afterwards. Yeah, right. we we spent time I sweeping up. Yeah, That's swept nice, up Cubby nice. Bear a couple times. <laughs> it's like just push. I remember Lincoln the Hall or one of those places got so mad. Oh, well, yeah. we're uh, we're well over time. Ben, oh, sorry, we no, are. it's okay. What where, a treat. Where can people find out more about you and your band uh, and uh, everything? Uh, I mean, besides Shushan Boy Productions. Sure, just kidding. I, <laughs> Workout music is uh, on Bandcamp still um, and Facebook, but we're not on Spotify anymore just because we kind of split up for a while and like took everything down because we were paying money to mm-hmm. keep it up. So we're still on Bandcamp though. You can get everything there for free or you can pay what you want. But uh, I'm going to have some a new group coming out soon with a couple guys. Uh, we're, gonna be, we're called the Big Big Bad. All right. And that's going to be a little bit more... Uh, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle, Queens of the Stone nice. Age. Kind music of to murder people too. Music, I like it. music to drive and murder. <laughs> That's Joshua what I'm into. Yeah. Kill somebody. <laughs> That's what I'm into. Oh, so. I won't be in that band. No, I know you were about to ask me, but I was, we'd I was have like, to Paul, respectfully mean. decline. <laughs> Maybe get a Marty dance for you on the I'll side. be your dancer. You guys will be your yeah. <laughs> It'd be my pleasure. I'll wear like a weird mask and I'll just dance. <laughs> Thanks, Ben, for joining. Uh, make us a mixtape. Absolutely. Uh, and please, those of you who have questions, concerns, if we got something wrong, um, message us at paulmartymix at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. I'm at uh, Paul Farvar. 
at Marty DeRosa. And uh, I've got a YouTube page. Please check it out. It's uh, YouTube backslash Paul F. Comedy. And download Marty's new album, Part Live from Parts Unknown. That's right. I should have ended my album with this song, but... Oh, you got a song what for us to go out to? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pantera. Pantera. Walk. Mm, this was Rob Van Dam's old theme song back in the day. So fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, I remember oh, yeah. that. What do you think, Paul? Come on. Nothing about this gets you? That tone, Zero that tone is kind of cool, though, right? Come on, yeah, Paul. Yeah, it's cool. Guitar. And Dimebag, yeah. Dimebag could Dimebag pick squeal down. like a mofo. Yeah, man. Paul's just making Paul's this mesmerized. Face. Paul's like, oh, come on. I want this to be over. All right, everybody. Tune in next week. We'll be back with more Make Us a Mixtape.